May the eyes of your hearts be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope that belongs to his call. What are the riches of glory in his inheritance among the holy ones? And what is the surpassing greatness of his power for us who believe? These are the words of the Apostle St. Paul that we heard in the second reading to the Ephesians. And they apply very well to all of us, but especially to all of you, the incoming and current students for this academic year. We find ourselves in God's house worshiping Him and beseeching His graces as we begin this academic year. Here at this Convocation Mass, we have been called together, not only by Thomas Aquinas College, but first and foremost by God's divine providence. Before we ask for something, we should recall that God never allows us to embark upon a mission without being given the grace we need to do it. What is your mission? What is it you have been called to do? All too often, the novelty of our responsibilities sometimes distract us from the wonderful treasures we possess. On behalf of the students, for many of you at least, this is a new beginning, both exciting and daunting. There is much to learn and explore, friendships to make, and of course, through prayer and study, to see what exactly God was really calling you to today. For parents, well, you are either used to this and grateful to let your children grow up in a fine Catholic institution like Thomas Aquinas College, or you are nervous and crying and do not want to let your son or daughter be away from home because you are afraid of not having them under your care where you can love them and protect them. Well, the truth of the matter is, they have to grow up. So encouraging your children to make the best of their experience here at the college is the best thing you can do as a parent. All these feelings and sentiments, and I do not mean to be unsympathetic, dear parents and students, but they are a distraction. A distraction from the treasures we possess. Of what am I speaking? I'm speaking of the hope, the riches, and the surpassing greatness of what St. Paul is speaking of to the Ephesians. What is the hope that belongs to his call? It is not a question whether our Lord is victorious or not. He is conqueror over sin and death. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the Son of God, the Word made flesh. We not only have hope, we have certitude. We know exactly where the life of virtue and holiness, following Christ, leads eternal life with the Holy Trinity. This is the hope that is promised to us. What are the riches of glory in his inheritance among the holy ones? Is it not the life of grace shared among the blessed in heaven, with all the angels praising God forever and ever? Not only the communion of saints as we experience it now, but one day perfectly realized with our resurrected bodies gazing upon God himself. What is the surpassing greatness of his power for us who believe? Is it not something we can experience now through the grace we have received in our souls? Grace is a participation in the divine life of God. As St. Paul helps us understand elsewhere, it is grace that makes us adopted sons of God and co-heirs destined to reap the fruits of Christ's victory as if they were our own. 
God's grace within us, it is more than just a nominal description that makes us feel good. It is the power of God himself. Let us go back to the beginning and let us recall all that was given to us at our baptism. It was there at that moment when the life of grace began to flow in our lives. We were born anew, washed clean from every sin and made pure in the very image and likeness of God. It was there that we were forever given the privilege and obligation to be conformed to Christ and to share in his dignity. Grace forever changed our souls, not only strengthening us, but forever allowing us a participation in the divine life of God. Here and now, God desires to live with us so that one day we may live with him for all eternity. Not only does God give us his divine life within us, but he also gives us the theological virtues, faith, hope, and charity, and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The theological virtues are of a divine origin, but they must be cultivated by us so that the foundation of faith and hope will never waver, and the bond of charity, divine love, will never be broken between God and us, his beloved children. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are given to us by God, but they are channels by which God has direct access into our lives. He acts through us and in us according to his divine plan, but it is our job to stay out of the way. In other words, show God you love him by staying in a state of grace, and let him show you his glory and his greatness in all that you do. It is amazing to consider all that God has given us as a foundation. All of these divine graces, virtues, and gifts are already ours. So the real question is, what are we doing with them? Of course, we are weak human beings, and the effects of original sin have darkened our minds and our hearts, but that does not mean there is no hope. On the contrary, Christ, the light of the world, he who is the way, the truth, and the life, the Word made flesh, God, has called you today to give you a mission. To know, love, and serve Him in a very particular way by all that is offered to you here at Thomas Aquinas College. Not only does He give you all the graces that you need to accomplish the task, but He gives you the freedom to do it out of love, the very love He has shown you. The truth that you will pursue is not just reading the great books and trying to understand the minds of such great authors, but it adds to all that God has revealed to us through scripture and tradition. It all points back to the author of life, who is the source of truth, who is truth himself. Throughout your time at the college, you will notice the readily availability of grace offered through the sacraments. Take advantage of it. For it is a gift freely given from your Heavenly Father through the priests that serve you here as chaplains. Grace heals what sin corrupted, and it allows you to form your intellect and your will so that you can truly know and love as God intended you to. It would be foolish to seek the truth without the assistance of God's grace. What is your mission? What is it God is calling you to do? What I have shared with you in this homily is the obvious part, 
and it is available to all of you here at the college. Whatever it is God wants of you will only be made more clear as you pursue truth and wisdom. Begin this praiseworthy endeavor and never forget why you are here. Pursue the truth and let this knowledge move you to love and let this love move you to action so that one day you may bring light into this dark world by revealing to the world the hope that belongs to his call, the riches of glory in his inheritance among the holy ones, and the surpassing greatness of his power for us who believe.